Welcome to the Magic Hour with Paulie Malinaji. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Paulie Malinaji is a two-time world champ and showtime boxing analyst. Joined by his sidekick, the world-famous Peter Cards, they break down boxing better than anyone on the planet. This is the Magic Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Paulie Malinaji, Peter Card, Seth Nyman on the Magic Hour. It's episode number. We're still not. Well, you know, Seth, I'm really disappointed in your, in your numbers counting, bro. You know, at, at Broken to the World, we had all kinds of of, uh, of documentation for what episode we were on, and and now I don't I don't know what episode we're on with the Magic Hour anymore. Do you want to know the magic? Yeah, I, I kind of do. Cause I want I want I want to be able to start counting episodes like we used to, man. You know that way we can have a, like a, a centennial episode again, like we did with Brooklyn to the World and and all that good stuff. No, this is yeah, number eight. This is number eight. Yeah, he's um, becoming real lazy eight. since so, we made the switch. So number eight, so next week will yeah, be nine, lazy. and then there'll be ten. All right, we'll try to we'll try to get at least ten before the end of the year, right? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. You're not skipping anything. <laughs> hey, we'll be here for Christmas. I'll bring a little tree in here. Well, bush. well not all of us are Jewish, uh, Seth. You know? Oh, you're not? <laughs> no, no. Ma- Malinaj- so, what are you so, talking about? So, you know, I mean, some of, some of us have the, the, to do some Christmas stuff. I don't know if we're going to be able to come in for that. Oh, you know? he'll be here. <laughs> Peter Sephirofowitz? Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, so what? Uh, we had a uh, interesting week this week. Uh, uh, we had a uh, the la- the light heavyweight title, WBO light heavyweight the title. See, with Andre Ward having been retired, I'm sure everybody knows all the titles went vacant, and now they're all being uh, fought for and contested. You know, uh, better be of the week or two before won the IBF light heavyweight title against uh, that guy Enrico Colling, right? We've got the WBC light heavyweight title, obviously, which was never in Ward's possession. Uh, Donna Stevenson still has it. Uh, for all intents and purposes, we're hearing he's going to defend against Badu Jack pretty soon. Uh, awesome. About time. And then... Um, and then uh, what do we have? The WBA. Who's the WBA? Oh, Dimitri Bivol just won it. Dimitri Bivol just won it with a first round knockout against Trent Broadhurst uh, or Broadhurst or whatever um, in uh, Monte Carlo on the fourth of November. Uh, Bivol looks looks the goods as well. This light heavyweight division is really really shaping up to be pretty pretty scary uh, out up there because there's also guys who have not won the title who are really good fighters too. Uh, and Badu Jack, who we just mentioned, Marcus Brown is a great fighter. Uh, Gvastik, the the light heavyweight, nasty, nasty fighter. Sullivan Barrera. Sullivan Barrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, this 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 weight class is this weight class. A few years ago, this weight class had um just a couple of just a couple of good fighters, man. You know, and and now all of a sudden, you know, Ward went up there, and all of a sudden, all these Europeans started coming up coming up the ladder, and and suddenly you have a a dynamite weight class. I mean, I, I, how about if they could make the World Boxing Super Series out of this weight class? No. Wouldn't wouldn't that be something? You know, Absolutely. I feel like the World Boxing Super Series they're gonna make do it yearly now. You know, oh, um, it's a perfect weight class, weight class to do it because you got because you have so fighters. many guys in the weight class. And that way, that peak. way you that way you'd make sure everybody fights each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who's who's gonna be lined up for Kovalev though? With Peter Biev and Bivol are they are they well, guys that they'll well, go HBO? Um, I don't know. I, who is the mandatory for the BO now? Uh, did, did they say there was a mandatory? Was it say Sullivan Barrera? I don't I don't even know. If I know was. he's up there. Well, he was offered the fight, but. It, the thing is, well, weren't they talking about there was a certain mandatory up there? Was well, they offered Sullivan Barrera the fight first, and he didn't like the he didn't like the money. money. But then he didn't know that it was for a title. They didn't tell him. 
Yeah, well, uh, well, not, not that they didn't tell him because they decided it was going to be for the vacant title once Kovalev and Shabransky was already signed. What they did was, okay, the BL title is vacant. They, they, uh, you know, you you send a letter to the BL and request if the fight can be a title fight because your title is vacant, and the BL will uh, will deny it or the BL will accept it. So, you know, with their title being vacant, they they accepted it. And obviously, Kovalev been an ex WBO champion before, having beaten Nathan cleverly for years ago. So, so he just basically regained a title that he used to have. You know. Um, but I would have liked to see Barrera in that spot. I think Barrera will eventually get his title shot for sure. You know, he had a pretty good fight with uh, the, what's the guy's name? Favela or something? Alex Valera. 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 Valera, right? That guy was uh, an awkward dude, man. But he made the fun fight fun. That guy, that guy came to fight. Sullivan handled his business. Uh, I'd like. To I wish that guy was younger though. Yeah, they had him at twenty nine. He looked yeah. like he was forty nine, right? <laughs> There's no like way 69. that guy was twenty nine. Right, there's no way that guy was 29. That guy was listed at 29. He looked like his his, his face got got sandpaper. He looked no, like he was he was 29. He looked like he was 29 29 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> right? there's no way. So born, guy, but he came to fight. Yeah, so he was born 1988. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was born 1988. I know. Yeah. That's when his grandson was born. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I, but I, you know, he, he put up a good fight. Uh, Awkward guy. Good win. Tough. Yeah. Good, awkward guy. He put Barrera on his ass. Had Barrera down, but Sullivan is the more consistent fighter and has obviously the better pedigree and ended up winning the fight. Now, if Sullivan had known that they were going to request the fight to be for the vacant WBO title, maybe That's he would have taken the fight. That's you know? what I meant. Yeah. You know, in the end, you know, he, he didn't take the fight there and offer him enough money. And a lot of times you're going to have that um, where, you know, you, the negotiation didn't, didn't go the way it is. You know, only certain fighters wind up with these high, high-level promoters where money's never an issue. You know, when you're with a a, a second or third-tier promoter, you know, you got to end up negotiating your, your, your price all the time. And it, it's a lot more negotiation going on with the fights and whatnot. And so Sullivan maybe didn't like the negotiation for the Kovalev fight. And uh, figured he'd take a pass on it, and then uh, unfortunately for him, he wound up being for the vacant uh, world title. Shabransky is not a bad fighter. Uh, it seems like he hasn't come into his own as a pro. Uh, I remember him in the and when he was an amateur. I remember uh, watching the LA Matadors when I was in LA, and he was on the LA Matadors. You know, he was a he's a pretty good fighter, on, a pretty good member of that team. Uh, the LA Matadors were the um, the World Series of Boxing, not to be confused with the World Boxing Super Series. It's an amateur tournament. It's an amateur league. The World Series of Boxing, and uh, he was on the LA team. The LA Matadors, and I remember seeing Shabransky a couple of times when I was out there, and uh, he was a good fighter. He was one of the impressive guys. He ran know? into the wrong bull. Yeah, you know there was a uh, you know it's it just it happens that way. You know uh, Kovalev can punch. He can't be the kind of guy that gets hit too much by a guy like Kovalev who can punch. And I'll tell you what else Kovalev has is pretty underrated. Uh, pretty good jab and right hand. You know, like yeah. he, but he knows how to set it up. It's not like he's just powerful. You know, he knows how to set it up. He snaps that jab out. Um, you know, people talk about they want to see him with Bitter B. They want to see him with all these other guys. Um, you know, I, I I think it's easy to get excited about the young guys coming up the ladder. Oh, he'll take this guy out. He'll take that guy out. But I tell you, there's a lot of wrinkles to Sergey Kovalev. Maybe mentally, he you know, we'll see how badly he wants to dig in. Uh, I felt like Ward kind of wanted it more than him a lot of times in those fights. Uh, do I think he got a raw deal from the ref in the second fight? I do. I do think he did. But, again, part of being mentally strong is knowing how to deal with that and not complain about that. But uh, nonetheless, if Kovalev wants it really bad, I think he has the ability definitely to have it. And obviously, he has the firepower to have it now. Uh, maybe he has even more ability than some of these guys like Better Beef and whatnot and, and some of these other guys. You know, But maybe those guys want it more. So. Yeah, we'll it, see. That's it why makes a tournament it, makes perfect sense. Yeah, man. it makes Wait it really close. interesting. It makes it for a great for a lot of possibilities. Uh, obviously, Shabransky has to go and rebuild. Um, you know, he has to kind of start from the from the bottom again and uh, trying to get a, get a win or two and try to rebuild himself. Uh, he's got now every time now he's now stepped up twice and lost both times. Once 
once to Sullivan Barrera and once to uh, Sergey Kovalev. So no shame in losing to those names, but but when it's the only two names right. you fought, and you know you want to be able to compete at this level, you don't just want to be at this level just to get paid, you know. So uh, you know that's that's pretty much it. What about the undercard fight, the Gamboa fight with Jason Sosa? A lot of people thought it was controversial. I thought during the fight it was closer than people were making it out to be, but I'm not. Sh- I still I'm still not sure Gamboa won it. But I, I, I definitely thought the fight was closer when when uh, when I was watching it than, say, like uh, Letterman's card had on HBO. You know? Yeah, of course. I, I, I thought Gambo, there were a lot of rounds, of the, uh, which I thought Letterman gave that I, I was like, oh, yeah, Gambo could have got that. And then there was one or two rounds where I thought for sure Gambo won them and like Letterman didn't give them. So, so I, I, I thought it was close and I thought it could have probably went both ways, you know. But um, I, 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 I leaned towards Sosa if I had a pick. I didn't, I don't, I didn't score an, every, Especially every with two points taken. Yeah. yeah, two points taken. No, or one. a knockdown and and a point yeah, taken. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's two true. points. That's two rounds. Yep. So, I mean, just that alone. So you got eight rounds left. What did he win? Seven, seven out of eight. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's kind of insane. All but right, it Jim. was a, it was it was a good fight. <laughs> it was it was it exciting. was a good fight. It was a good fight. And I, and I think I, I like to see Jason Sosa again. You know, we'll see. I I, I don't think. The commentators mentioned enough how Gamboa's legs just aren't there anymore, bro. You know, they're talking about how he's how he's uh, you know not shot or maybe not as bad. But he look, he's he has a you know what you can tell a guy has one of the things that can you can kind of stand out when it comes to a guy having trouble when aging a little bit. His ability to cut the distance too. Mm-hmm. He he looks really awkward cutting the distance. Sometimes he's even reaching because now that push off you get from your back leg when you're pushing off to close the distance, close the gap. It's usually that explosive first step. That explosive first step is off that push-off on your back leg, you know, and that explosive first step, you know, you lose it a lot of times when you get older because the the the, the firepower in your legs is not there anymore to push off like that, you know, and so that, that first step all of a sudden is not explosive anymore, and all of a sudden you step in and you're not, you didn't cover the gap that you you intended on covering, and suddenly now you're reaching, you know, once you're you get in there. Like no and you, yeah, you look of. awkward and whatnot, and I feel like, you know, every, we all get there. I mean, I started feeling that too uh, later part of my career. But I feel like uh, Gamboa started looking like that, and I, I feel like not enough guys grasped it. You know, and I felt like it was difficult. It was it's unfair to put Roy Jones in that position to say whether he shot or not, but, uh, because Roy Jones is here almost fifty years old still fighting. So of course he's not going to tell you Gamboa shouldn't be fighting. You know, right. but but the reality of it is, to me, Gamboa didn't look like the same as he used to be. Now, he may need the money. I heard his, you know, he's, he probably uh, hasn't made all the smart decisions uh, with his money from what I've been told and whatnot. And this win is great for him in terms of that it puts him in position to, to make uh, one last uh, run of money. But I don't know that Gamebo is going to have enough to win a world title at 130 pounds. Uh, I'm not sure. It's a tough weight class. I'm not sure yeah. where he goes from here. You know, maybe... Maybe you probably have him fight Tevin Farmer uh, if Farmer wins his world title. You know, it's a nice, nice defense for a Farmer too. You know, I, I don't. I, at this point, I wouldn't pick uh, Gamboa to beat Farmer. I wouldn't. No. You know, um, but I think uh, you know it would be a nice name for Farmer to get on his record. Not not to overlook the Japanese guy Farmer's fighting. I forgot his name, but you know, not to overlook that guy. I mean, that guy uh, obviously we, those Japanese fighters come with a lot of pride and they come here to win every time. So I don't want to overlook the guy. But Farmer is looking really the goods lately. A lot of skills. A lot of talent, obviously, a lot of grit and hunger too. You know, so he you know, just he, looks like he's having a ball. Yeah, he's he's enjoying it and he doesn't mind working hard in the gym, and uh, he's getting better and better. You know, so I I mean, assuming Farmer wins like we expect, right? Um, not it wouldn't be a bad first defense to to get to get Gamboa. You know, to make that fight happen, I think HBO or whatever or whatever network should try to buy that fight. Um, because I don't think it's a it's a bad fight. I mean, if Farmer's gonna if, is, it, is his fight on HBO, Farmer or ESPN? HBO. Yeah, so 
if HBO commits to Farmer um, after he wins the title, why not make that fight with Gamble? You know, why not? Why not make that fight? You know, or we could bring him over to Showtime. I'm sure there's a uh, Javante. I don't think Javante's gonna make 130 pounds anymore. I mean, you can talk about yeah, once, yeah. uh, but I don't. I don't know about that. Um, well, he was calling out Farmer. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make weight though. That's See? what I'm saying. And I always, I always felt really comfortable talking a lot of shit when I, my stomach was full. You know, <laughs> and then when, like, when I, when you're empty, and then you, <laughs> you're making weight and you, you're cursing yourself out for why taking that fight at that such a weight. You, you, you start regretting it. You know, so, so I wouldn't say. You know, I think it's par for the course. Both of those young, hungry fighters talking shit about each other. It's fine. I don't mind it. I think it's competition. I think competition is a beautiful thing uh, in sports. So, obviously, uh, I don't mind that. But uh, as far as for real, for real, 130 pounds uh, for De- Tevin Farmer, you got you got to – you probably – you know, I, th- I think Gamboa stands out as probably the, the best option if, if he would win this title. And we're not – again, we're not trying to crown Farmer the champion just yet because – you know, uh, put an egg on my face if, uh, if the Japanese yeah, guy comes and beats him. He's got to do his him. job, yeah. But, but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing that, and uh, well, we'll see. And, of course, I wouldn't mind uh, having him on our network, our network and calling his fights, you know, because he's a, he's a skilled guy, and uh, he's a guy who, who I, I, I love breaking down that kind of boxing, you know. So the Matrix. Yeah. So uh, so that, that that's that's the card for Saturday night, right? That was that was it? That was Anything else we got to bring out? Uh, Saul and Barrera we, we covered We covered uh, the Sosa Gamboa fight And we covered uh, Sergey Kovalev Did you see anything different In Kovalev Since he switched tra- I mean it's a short fight But did you see Anything at all that was- No it's hard to tell I mean it's hard to tell uh, But uh, you know Whatever it is bro I'm, I mean the fighter Having peace of mind Is the most important thing If the fighter Didn't have peace of mind Anymore with one trainer may, may, may not even be anything The trainer did wrong Or anything You know sometimes It's just about peace of mind Sometimes it's just not Going together And that's it You know like There's situations Where you just kind of Just outgrow each other you, you, the time passes and, uh, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're not on the same page, really, you know, and, and you know, I think John David Jackson is a solid trainer. I think Sergey Kovalev is a, a, a really good fighter. I think he handled it in a really classy way, too. I don't think, he, you know, he wasn't really shitting on John David Jackson. He uh, wasn't, no. You know, but, um, John his David manager kind of did, and John David kind of did. Well, his manager has to, has defend to, you know, him, has to right? defend him and, you know, do the dirty work, of course. But I thought Sergey was a Sergey. Yeah, he was a gentleman about it. He was it, a gentleman yeah. about it because I'm sure there's probably things that you know he might want to say too. If, if yeah. you know, being that the guy you know has has talked about his deficiencies mentally and physically and whatnot, you know, I, I think you probably want to defend yourself. So I thought Sergey handled that very well. And Agus is a Agus Klimas is a uh, you know he's a manager of a lot of good fighters, and you know he wants to defend Sergey. I think it's his right to defend Sergey. I think he's supposed to defend Sergey. I I thought the ironic thing was, you know. When they were talking about the part where Sergey was saying he doesn't really pay attention to me outside the pads, you know, he's, he's just on his phone all the time, and whatnot. And then there was a clip on HBO. Did you see yeah. it? You see Sergey yeah. doing calisthenics, and you see John David in the background texting. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's a that's a that's a shot. You know, it's not gonna well, that's that, not gonna be. That's a good why look. the manager said he he became just a pad guy. Yeah, you yeah. know. So you know, it's interesting though. He, he was in a bad car accident. Who? Uh, Kovalev. Right? Yeah, in Russia, uh, yeah, and he walked away unscathed, and it, it kind of that's kind of helped set his mind right, you know, mm-hmm. to say like, you know, what to be thankful for, what what little things to bother you. So be, ha- be happy you're here, right? Yeah, sometimes give, you have an epiphany, right? Whatever, it kind of gave me a new lease on life. It. So, yeah. uh, I expect him to. to uh, I, I would pick him to beat any light heavyweight right now. Yeah, right. I mean, um, and and that's hard to say because Bibol and Bibol and Better be are good, man. And Vostik but, is good. Are they experienced but, enough to fight a, a yeah, Kovalev? I mean, they're all experienced so much at at, at the high level because of their amateur career. I'd like but, to see him with Barrera. 
Just style wise. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to Barrera see Barrera. I'd like, I'd like to see Barrera, uh, Barrera get his shot. I, I'd pick Cole to be Barrera though, right now. I'd, uh, especially the way Barrera looked on Saturday night, you know. But 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 I think uh, oh, I, there's a lot of fights there where you know you can't really pick a winner and a loser, you know. And so you just want to see the fights, and that's that's the great thing about. You know when when well, is when it's competitive, a competitive it, weight class. You know, style wise, it looks like you know you have all these Eastern Europeans or Russians of some form of Russian. They are the dominant they, species in boxing. Uh, but That's they kind of have they've just taken over. Fight. It's crazy. They kind of have similarities where they, they want to bang. You know, they they have um I don't know. They have their technique. They have their technique. They're like they're Mexican big fighters. punches, and they they want to they want to just put hands on you. I feel like mm. Sullivan Barrero makes you miss. You know. It's just a different, different. No, it's a good fight. Yeah, I just he's think a slow I, I, starter though too. You don't come out yeah. slow against uh, Kovalev. No, the fight might be Saturday. over before you yeah. get warmed up. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's that because they all have different styles. Like Bitterbee is a stalker. Uh, Bivol is a long, lanky guy. He, obviously, he's gonna punch. He, he reminds me a little bit of Kovalev. Bivol, the way he's long and lanky and, and outstretched, looks like stretch out his big right hand and whatnot. Bitterbee looks to more close the gap or whatnot. So I don't, I don't think they're all the same. Gvostik is a is a complete boxer actually. He's yeah. he's, he's like a total boxer. He's yeah. not even like a, looking a big a big shooter, but He's looking to, you know, pick you apart and whatnot in the, in the his Eastern European style. Um, I think there's a lot of different styles at that weight class. Yeah, just because they're Eastern Europeans, they're not even fighting the same anymore, bro. These guys are are, are, are kind of expanding their One thing their, they have in common, horizons. they all could punch. <laughs> yeah. Vastika wouldn't say he's a major puncher, but he gets a respectable yeah. punch. And he beats the shit out of you, so that eventually starts to hurt you, too, you know? Um it's just it's a really good weight class. It's fun, and like I said, what about the non-Eastern Europeans? You know, the Marcus Browns, the the Badu Jacks, and of course, Donna Stevenson has to be mentioned. He's the BC champion. You know, there's there's still there's a lot of fun names there with a lot of fun possibilities. Obviously, I think the Eastern Europeans stand out as rough, rugged dudes because that Eastern European school of boxing is not just physical, where the technique is is strong as hell. They're mentally the strongest fighters in the world, bro. You it, they're hard to break, which is why Andre Ward is so special. You know, to to understand how to break a fight one of them and then break them like that. You know, Andre. He's a different spe- specimen, man. The kid that loses, he's 12 years old, bro. He's a different specimen. Like, people don't realize how good this kid was. I was in the amateurs with this kid. This kid was nasty, bro. This kid was nasty doing things back then that I was like, ah, this guy's he's just mean, mean, mean-spirited mean in there, can fight his ass off. You're not breaking him. Then he turns pro, and you see the mental stability where you need it even more because now you got to fight 10 and 12 rounds, and he's just not breaking. You know, it's, just a, it's a different, different kind of human being, bro. You know what I mean? Especially when you're... Uh, and a lot of Americans are raised in the hood, quote unquote hood, and they're like, oh, that makes them tough, and that's gonna make them mentally strong or whatnot, and whatever it is. But not all of them are, you know. Nobody, no Americans are as strong as Eastern Europeans mentally. None of them, except Andre Ward. I, 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 I literally, that guy can come in, and I would tell you going into the fight, I would tell you, you know what? He's gonna match him mentally. I'm telling because I, I've known Andre for so long, and know that that's like one of his best assets is the fact that he can match you mentally, or 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 surpass you mentally. You're not gonna be better than him mentally. You can only hope to. Be even with him mentally, you know. And then on top of that, he's got this great ability. So it's a different, it's a different kind of level. It's a really it, different kind of it level. It's funny yeah, on Twitter. He said something like, "You know, I got up this morning. I'm not going. I'm not going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> he just happy. I thought I was going to go for a run later. I, like, I didn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel too. <laughs> a lot of times. I wrote back to him. I said, uh, I wrote to him. I commented. I said, oh, it's nice to be retired.' And I put hashtag earned. Yeah. that's been his thing. Yeah. Yeah, yep, he sure did. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Saturday night. We have uh, Cotto and, Col- and Saddam Ali. 
uh, fight I've really been looking forward to. Um, obviously, Cotto, a guy I've shared the ring with, and one of the, is the best fighter I've ever I've ever fought myself. Hardest puncher I was ever in the ring with as well. And this now my a kid I've known since he's eight or nine years old. I've uh, watched him grow up, literally both as a as a as a boxer and as a person. Uh, a really great kid comes from a great family, um, and a really determined kid. He really the kid really wants it badly, you know, and he's got the ability to. And, and before you write him off, um, you know, look at his credentials. He's ex, ex US Olympian. He was a, a three or four to one underdog against. Luis Carlos Abregu uh, when he knocked him out. So he's, he's come back and, and beat the odds before. You know, and uh, this is going to be one of those fights where he has to beat the odds. So, um, you know, it'll... I think it'll be a, a a good spectacle because you have Cotto last fight uh, looking to go out on a winning note and um, really going to be determined. And then Saddam Ali, this is his big opportunity, a world title shot against one of the biggest names of the generation. Um, and uh, he can really put himself on the map with this win in a lot of ways besides earning, uh, having achieved the dream of winning a world championship, which he hasn't done yet, you know? So, so much on the line Saturday night for both guys, but so different as well. At a weight that he's not even really supposed to be fighting at, right? I mean, he's Saddam, a welterweight, right? Yeah, Saddam is a welterweight, but he's taller than me. He's, he's a, he's, he's a he's, lanky I big he's kid. I, 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 I think yeah. it, I think at welterweight, he's, he's obviously his best weight, but he's not a small enough guy to where junior middleweight is, is going to hurt him. And also, Cotto, let's face it, bro. Cotto was a super lightweight when he turned pro, you know? So it's not like he's a natural 154 like like Canelo was. And then, you know, like, yeah, or whatnot, you know? Like, All right, so say, let's say uh, hypothetically Saddam wins. <laughs> he stays at 54 then? I mean, he's a champion. Yeah, I don't know. You have a or lot of decisions to make right. at that point because then you're a world champion you know could he, get a, a, could he get a shot like you know at a welterweight champion or, or yeah. a shot at a welterweight champion yeah. go down to 47 yeah. like one of those guys yeah Maybe. well it's a life-changing win it's a life-changing fight in, in general you know and obviously Cotto's leaving one way or the other but obviously he wants he wants to go out on a winning note and he wants to go out uh really uh cementing his great legacy that he earned as well speaking of earned right earned yeah it was a nice piece they did on, on HBO yeah that was nice and for all those those of you it. wondering why I, my fight wasn't talked about on there with him was because HBO didn't televise my fight with Miguel Cotto. HBO instead decided they were going to go with Tarver versus Hopkins mm-hmm. that night. If you can imagine that, um, instead of uh, me versus Cotto, and uh, so me versus, me, me versus Cotto was a, a private top ranked pay per view, and uh, Tarver versus Hopkins was televised by HBO pay per view. Imagine that. Um, and uh, obviously, I thought, I thought we had the much better fight, and uh, of course. we we wound up having the much better fight, you know. Um, but I won money on the Hopkins but me, fight. But me, <laughs> but me, but me, and uh, Miguel weren't as known yet. Uh, Tarver and Hopkins obviously were bigger names, and uh, they I've, they felt like they could sell that. But of course, it was the eve of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. I remember Bob Aaron being really pissed off that HBO did that. Did that. Uh, HBO was a pay per view. Yeah, Tarver was Hopkins was pay per view. Yeah. So uh, um, I don't think we would have been on pay per view if we were fought because Cotto right. wasn't a big enough name yet. But uh, uh, but Tarver talking was, was a pay per view. Uh, regardless, um, you know uh, HBO didn't get the rights to it, uh, and then Top Rank has the rights to it. Who Cotto is no longer signed to them, so obviously Top Rank is not going to part with their rights just to give Cotto a highlight reel when he left them. So I think that at the end of the day, that's probably why my fight didn't get any airtime on there. But you know what? I felt all those punches. I've seen the highlight reels plenty of times already of Cotto landing shots on me. I, I, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, of course, uh, much respect to Miguel Cotto uh, and the career that he's had, uh, regardless of how it ends up on uh, December the 2nd against Saddam Ali. And, obviously, Saddam Ali, a, a kid uh, I have a lot of affection for. And, like I said, a kid that I've literally seen uh, since he's a little boy fighting. I mean, so uh, I wish him the best as well, you know. So, uh, 
and that's it. I mean, that's been the, that's been uh, the last uh, the last week's boxing and the upcoming this week. You know, so hopefully uh, we get some enjoyable fights. We well, Devin well, Alexander returned. Devin, Devin, Devin Alexander looked really good. Devin looked really good. Uh, he returned. Uh, so you know, we we'll want to see him uh, get an opportunity in the welterweight division, ex world champion, both at super lightweight and welterweight. So uh, I think I felt I feel like Devin showed enough that what he's got en- enough to give. You know, the welterweight division is really really difficult right now to win a world Just championship. But I think I think you, Devin can compete. Just goes to show you what doctors do to you. In this country, what? the kid never had a drink, never smoked a cigarette in his life. Ends up getting addicted to pain meds, and uh, now he's clean. And you see the the ultra talent that he is. But for the last few times, he's been competing while he's not not yeah. really sober. You know, yeah. he looked dull. Mm-hmm. You but would look o- dull too if you were numb on pain meds. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah. only thirty years old, so I mean, he's still he, a kid. Yeah, yeah, thirty years old. Wow. Well, I was happy to see him back in his. Like yeah. it felt like him. As you know a kid what? I again. won my second world title at thirty one. So I, you know, yeah. you still got enough. You still got time to compete. I, obviously, Welter is so difficult right now with Spence and Thurman around, and even Horn. And people on, Horn's underrated. People don't understand how difficult of a guy Horn is to deal with with that style. But um, nonetheless, you know, it's not an easy weight class to uh, pick up a title in. But uh, I think Devin can compete, uh, and I think Devin can make some money. So we'll see. Enough about this, man. I want to talk about like what would it be at one of our shows without talking about that little fucking punk. <laughs> well, well, Let's you know, talk about Conor some... McGregor did oh, put out go. Conor McGregor did put out some highlight vids of. Uh, well, I wouldn't even say the new highlight vids. You notice that highlight vid? I was talking to Seth about it before before you got here, Pete. The first part of that highlight vid, the new, the quote unquote new highlight vid. You got one shot in the beginning that I'm off camera. I dig, I dip, and I go off camera. They had, they had, mind you, they had three cameras recording it. So if if I go off camera on one camera, you have. The real the shot whether it landed or not on the other cameras, but they don't want to show that part because the shot didn't land. They literally mounted my guy's shoulder and shit. So you he, you see me dip off camera and then you hear a sh- something like a thud, like Psh, and that's because the shot hit me in the shoulder. <laughs> that was that was Iron Fist going yeah. right by it. Yeah. yeah. Then you see like another shot on the inside in a clinch, which obviously me and Pete, you know, you know the shots, little shots in the clinch, a little hook and in inside in the clinch, just basically like a little smack, mm-hmm. you know. So they show that real quick, you know, and make it look like he landed in something tremendous. And then the the big left hand where I sarcastically tongue in cheek give him a comment compliment where I say good counter meantime I drop both my hands after he lands it and I walk towards him because my jab that landed at the same time as his counter left is actually what made either of us back up it made him back up (laughs) if you can imagine so he lands his counter left on my jab my jab hits him and he backs up on my jab instead of me backing up on his counter left cross the 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 big left hand that everybody talks about you know so that was his quote-unquote new highlight reel and then at the end since i was so concussed they even put themselves in looking like like retards at the end of it where they show me and him having a conversation where i'm like again i'm sarcastically saying i was trying to knock you out or i was trying to beat you up or whatever i was trying to kick your ass you see how concussed i look there i'm, I'm in a joking <laughs> mood we did 12 rounds I mean, look how concussed i look i look like that was badly I concussed yeah badly Bond. So why did he even put that at the end? Why did he even put that at the end? Because if you're talking to people that I'm concussed and I couldn't walk, why would you show me completely normal after 12 rounds? You make yourself look like a liar now. You know, like, why would he do that? He basically said, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, you see, like, why? He's he, not like, the he brightest put it, he put, Yeah, he's not the brightest bulb at all, because if you told people I'm concussed and I'm, and I'm falling over myself, why would you show that little clip at the end of that highlight where me and you were talking uh, and exchanging a couple of words, and, and, like, in a laughing manner, like, where you could tell I'm totally normal, I'm totally fine. Imagine. So, so that way, so, obviously, they put out this little clip, and I don't even know if this was put out or if this was just part of his his uh, documentary um i don't know because they randomly just showed up you know but i don't keep talking shit about him because that's you know i know well, I, I know i'm in the right here as far as i know what happened and he can 
keep trying to lie about it. I know he's out of material. And the, the new highlight clip no, shows that he's out of material <laughs> because there's nothing he can go. So if I just keep shitting on him, he's got nothing else to show. So we have a, that brings us our latest guest on the show. We're going to bring on our, our, our newest guest on the show. So I, I'm going to give you a little background first. I, when I was called into camp, I was for, uh, my, a good friend of mine, Dean Byrne. Uh, it was how the connection was made. He's an, a friend of mine from Ireland, and uh, you know, when I was living in LA, he was boxing in LA as well, and uh, he was from Ireland, and we became friends, and we hang out a lot and whatnot. And uh, his small world, his brother Jerry works for Conor McGregor. He, he licks his balls, he washes his balls, he washes cars, he drives them, wax. Um, he, he waxes his back for him. <laughs> you know, he, he you know he does a lot of things for Conor. You know, he he, he works for Conor, so. You know, in a small world, Dean's little brother, Jerry, does all this for Connor. So when I was contacted to work with Connor, it was Dean asking me, telling me, listen, my brother wants your number. Is it all right if I give it to him? I wouldn't give it to him if you don't want. And I, and me thinking, ah, it's Dean, it's your brother. You know, I'm, you're my buddy, of course. Why would I care if you give your brother my number? You He's know? not going to be a little jerk off. Yeah, so, so you know, I, I gave him, uh, I, I told yeah, sure, go ahead. And, and I, I said, sure, go ahead. Just, uh, yeah, give him my number. No problem. And I, then, then Jerry's proceeded to contact me about going to camp with McGregor. And that's how the whole thing kind of started, you know. Uh, and that's why I was kind of all innocent in the beginning because it was, you know, it was through such a good friend of mine that at the end of the day, I, I never thought anything wrong with it. You know, uh, uh, I mean, again, I don't know Jerry at all from a hole in the wall, but I wouldn't think Jerry would, would, would scumbag his own brother, you know, and make him look bad like that, you know. Because me and Jerry, are me and Dean are still friends. I, uh, Dean actually hit me up afterwards. It all happened and apologized to me for the things that they did. And when I was like, Dean, don't worry about it. I was like, I was like, first of all, I'm the one that smacked Connor around, so I, I don't worry. I don't. I, not, I don't have to worry about that. Second of all, if they want to try to make me look bad with lies, I was like, I, that's not going to do it. You don't worry about it, man. You know, you couldn't have seen that happening. So, brings us over to our next guest, Dean and Jerry, brothers. We have. Obviously, we know. I know th Dean through Patty Gallagher, who's a, a pro in, in uh, Ireland. Uh, also, uh, uh, another uh, another one of our buddies over here. Uh, the Irish, the Irish tandem, the Irish team, and uh, we have Dean and Jerry's cousin, Adam, Dean Byrne. We have Jerry Byrne, and now we have Adam Byrne. Adam, welcome to the show. Well, what's the story? <laughs> All right, Adam. Yeah, Patty's a great lad. Yeah, fantastic. Patty, well, Patty, uh, as if anyone knows Patty Gallagher, he's um. Commonwealth Games medalist, and he's cornered me a few times in fights. So, what, don't and tell us your your story, Adam. Where where did uh, Patty corner you over in that mixed martial arts fights? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Patty obviously has a, a big long background in boxing. He's boxing for years, um, and obviously, I grew up in North Belfast, and um, Patty like was it was he was always he was very very close with my coach, my MMA coach at the time, Paul McElroy, who had spent a lot of time actually over in um, the hit squad before it got disbanded which was Matt Hughes' training camp for a long time oh Matt from the UFC yeah okay um, so obviously uh, you know he was there for a long time and you know he had done a lot of training there and he was well he was a pro boxer also but Patty you know took it to the next level obviously went to come off games and you know as I say I went for a different sport I was a swimmer and you know, Paddy was always around, and I'd always seen him. And so, you know, how'd you wind up going from swimming? You you were uh, on the national team, the swim team, right? Yeah, yeah. You uh, competed in the Commonwealth Games or whatnot. Yeah, I came, uh, competed f uh, four times, four Commonwealth Games, mm -hmm. uh, five five Commonwealth Games medals. First, so, first I got when I was seven. So your cousins that went to boxing, you were in this on the yeah, swim team, yeah, national, yeah, national team. And um, then, uh, how'd you wind up in mixed martial arts? Well, obviously, especially at home, boxing is always a big thing. Like, on all swimmers box. You know, mm -hmm. it's a big part of the sport. Look at Phelps. 
oh, well. most of his training camps wow boxing okay. tons of boxing really um pad works huge reaction time movement oh, that's cool um it, it, it transfers very well to the sport but uh, obviously a lot of the the athletes that come from home um you know especially in mma like there's not a lot of athletes that come over from like from an actual sport like most of the guys that go to the top level especially in the ufc they, they come from accolades from other sports like american like football players wrestling yeah. olympic wrestlers yeah like they're all fantastically um attributed in other areas uh, in mm. other sports which makes them great fighters mm -hmm. you know look at gsp it gives them athletic athletic ability to be able to take on something else yeah like gsp is the perfect athlete like you know mm. he, like look at his numbers Special. in the olympic room they're yeah. like his snatch clean like he, they're so high you mm -hmm. know for, for for like for who he is that's why he's obviously able to come back after five years off because his values are just that good you know um and obviously it was very similar for me that that's in terms of you know as being a martial artist definitely not i would not even call myself remotely a martial artist i'm an athlete that became an mma fighter um and obviously co coming over from from another sport to you know converting stuff i had like my first pro fight in 2000 and 11 was what six 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 years ago almost and paddy gallagher obviously was was around all the time for most of my training camps and he went to the commonwealth games at the same time as me and we'd both medaled paddy's a, a gold medalist commonwealth games obviously most people know paddy barnes too went to the olympics mm -hmm. yeah, and Patty, yep. they're all linked you know they're all all those guys and um they're all proud belfast men like they're all good good bunch of lads from the north like you know and um you know obviously from Growing up with them and being on this, uh, you know, we had the same coach for a long time, Jerry McManus, um, who was Paddy's coach, and uh, he, he was a great guy, and, um, you know, he, he coached Paddy to, like, the top level, like, like you know, and Paddy was always a close friend of mine, and just... What weight did know, Paddy fight at? He's a, I believe Paddy's a welterweight, because yeah. obviously I don't know a lot <laughs> about, about, I'm not a, a huge <laughs> boxing um, analyst, I don't know as much as you know, Paulie, like, mm. but, you know... <laughs> Just growing up around it in Ireland, you know, it's, it's huge. But, um, yeah, Paddy's, um, Paddy's been around a long time. And, you know, he's even he, I've see, like, seen him go through a lot of losses and just, like, even in the amateurs and then just, like, come back, like, you know. Mm -hmm. And also my, my best friend from home, James Fern, who uh, is a four-times Irish champion. Um, you know, Paulie knows him. He's on Paulie's radar. And um, James is, uh, he won the Four Nations. You know, G he did very well. He's, he's like, basically my brother at home like mm -hmm. and um he you know he never turned pro he had 121 fights and like 11 losses no i'm um, good amateur career so yeah i remember seeing conlon in uh, marbella man you know before even before the olympics you know he mm -hmm. was uh he was top level even back then you know yeah with, with, with like and MTK. patty marbella and whatnot you know and i think as well that's why a lot of the the pros now are like not afraid to but kind of like worried to speak out on like a lot of the issues you know, with the controversy with a lot of the Connor stuff, because mm. also it's part of Ireland, but they're kind of like, should I fucking speak on this? I don't want to get shit on. Like you know, but they know, but they know the crack. But, but they know, but the problem is they don't. They're scared of the backlash. But yeah. they know, and that's what Connor loves. Connor loves having that kind of power over people. You know, he loves having that kind of power where they have to fear even even putting out the truth. Well, if we're gonna talk on the actual Connor subject, I like I have a ton of views on it. You know, like, good and bad, to be honest with you. You know, and as I say, like, just through coming up on the Irish scene, like, when I was younger, like, and see, seeing a lot of the fights, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, he's, he's an Irish sports icon. And 
that has to be respected. He's iconic in a lot of ways, promotional wise. He put us on the fucking map, mm-hmm. you know. But he's not bigger than the sport. Let's right. all remember that. Well, like, well, that's. I feel like that's the problem with him is he feels like he is. You know, yeah. He's not putting out. He's, well, not, he's not bringing out the names of of the Irish fighters before him that, that yeah. paid their dues, that paved the way, that yeah. put, that put the that paved the road. You know, there's, exactly. there's somebody has to pave that road for you to be on that road. You know. Yeah. Well, and and I know, feel he, like that he, has to he, be respected. He did a lot of the paving though as well. You have to like, you know, even being a cage warriors double 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 weight champion like. Mm-hmm. It, you know, also like, but you gotta look at it as like the reason a lot of people get into the sport. Like, I got into the sport because of Ken Shamrock. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. fucking absolute legend, Hall of Famer. Like, Shamrock was the man. Yeah, like, he was. <laughs> inspiration to the sport. Like, and um, you know, obviously to look at it as he's not big in the sport, but yes, the people that come before him. Like, you're, you know, you're so right. Like, you got the Norman Parks of the world that don't, mm. don't even get their like, don't even get their dues. Like. Like, he's fighting for KSW now and ACB. Like, fought in the SEs. Like, won tough in Australia. Like, Norman mm-hmm. Parks, 26 and 5. Mm-hmm. He has more fights than Connor. Like, yeah. he's from nobody don't, nobody, Bush Mills. Nobody gives him any love. It's fucking, it's crazy. Like, Norman Park came up, like, I remember, like, he, he was a big inspiration to me when I was younger. But we watching him fight, like, like he, he fought Joe Duffy. <laughs> like who beat Connor? Like he fought a lot of these guys. Like and obviously Norman. Did he be, did he beat Joe Duffy? Uh, not I think no. I think Joe beat him. <laughs> so Joe beat him and Connor. Yeah, wow. he has victories. Joe, well, Joe Duffy. Joe's obviously Irish as well. He's from Donegal. Yeah, yeah. Joe's a, Joe's a really good lad. Um, he's a and he kind of also goes below the radar as well. That's what yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. He trains with Farasahabi and Tristar. He's a humble fucker. Like Joe Joe Duffy's great, but um, as I say. You know, there's no hate like just throwing out hate at Connor, and like nobody's throwing hate out at Connor. Like, but when you look at the actual on paper, like some of the like the best pros, like another good friend of mine, Merv Mulholland, mm-hmm. who was in Cage Warriors, who never got his look in. He lives in Dubai now and runs mm-hmm. his own MMA gym. And Merv, like, like there's pictures of cards before then where Merv was headlining the bill and Connor was on the undercard. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Merv, Merv Mulholland was at welterweight. He was. You know, in top five in Ireland, mm-hmm. you know, at one stage. Um, but yeah, like there's there's tons of M- Irish MMA facts, you know, and some of the guys who came before Connor, like as well. Like um, you're talking like, like the guys from EFR, like in some of the gyms in Belfast, like you know, some of the guys that were in the UFC even before him. Obviously, Norman was there before him, and then you had um, you know some of the guys from back in UFC '93. Um, well, his best friend Tom Egan was there. You know, that was a long time ago too. But there's even guys that were even before him, mm-hmm. you know, and the Irish MMA contingent contingents been around a while, and Connor took it to another level, definitely, fucking mm-hmm. put us on the map, facts, you know. But what went on with obviously yourself and whatever, um, people that know the real story, like me, it was uncalled for. Like a lot of the, a lot of it, I see it as a fucking load of shit, like, and it's an embarrassment to us as Irish people. What was done to you? Well, that's the way I see it. Well, the thing about it is, I don't. It wasn't to the it, boxing the community also at large well, who are Irish well, and follow you. Yeah, also. but you know they put the Irish boxers in a bit of a tough predicament because you know obviously of course, they're, they're, everyone's Ir- on they're, the fence. they're Irish, so you know they don't want to look like they're betraying the flag, but at the same time they don't want to betray their sport. You know, and uh, this guy's not putting out the whole video, so it's like who to believe? We we want to 
just get an answer and we know I feel like some people just don't even want to take sides I feel like some people just want to see the video and just get the get the real get the real story out there and I think yeah. the more he waits on putting it out there I think the more it looks like he's, he's the one that was lying obviously but you well, know, country needs to know the truth. Never mind fucking the, all that shit. The country, yeah. all the the Irish boxing you know, really needs to know the truth. Here's the problem, though, Adam. He put out this crazy story about how I couldn't walk out of the gym, even about how I was falling over myself. You know, besides the crazy lies that even the Edit <coughs> highlights show. You know, like he put out such a bad story that now, even if the sparring would be remotely competitive, it's already looking horrible for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you have to keep in mind that I'm at twenty percent, even that, that I just got off an airplane. You know, yeah, like, well, you're like then fucking. All, you're you're then fat. Like you just came off the couch, and, and that's what I'm saying. And then you're fat as exactly, and then <laughs> like, that's pretty real. And, and 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 then you see the if you see the spar knowing all that about me, yeah. and then you see the how bad he looks in it. That's gonna just make him look horrible, especially well, no, after everything he nobody's said. Nobody's you know? seen the full spar, obviously. Well, that's from the what, thing. You're the only one that knows. Well, that's the thing, and that's why he's gonna keep hiding it. He, I don't. The sparring's never gonna come out. He's gonna keep hiding it because it, it, he can only look bad after everything he said and after everything he did. You know, he can only look bad if he shows that sparring comes out. You know, so I mean, for me, he didn't really do anything because. I'm not. I'm not one of these guys that's gung ho about my image. Like you know, maybe in my 20s, oh, I wanted a, my image to be some something of, of of a different manner. I don't care what other people think about me. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're not crying every um, night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's like I'm not. You know, like nobody. Nobody. This guns great. Yeah. Oh, that's my best friend Peter, man. Come on. <laughs> so, so I mean, so I don't. You know, it's like. For me, I was legitimately poor one time. You know, I mean? legitimately, yeah. why I came to the U.S. on and we were on food stamps. You know, like legitimately, like my mother was by herself, didn't speak English, and had two kids that didn't speak English. Well, your and, parents were born in Europe. Right? Yeah, my parents were born in Italy. Yes, you know, so so like you know, I legitimately know what what it's like to have to come up through hard times. You know, I'm so. Just the fact that, okay, I don't have to have made a hundred million dollars. I can pay my mm. bills and I can live very comfortably. You know what I mean? I have nice jewelry. I have nice cars. I have some nice houses. You know, like, I'm, I'm fine. You know, like, I'm, 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 so, I'm so thankful for everything I've been able to have. Sure, I would have loved to accomplish more. Sure, I would have, you know, loved to have even had an even better career. But my career was good enough to give me some really nice things in my life, you know? So yeah, you're I'm, lucky. Like. I'm, I'm you're lucky. lucky. Yeah, without I'm, boxing, you would have been fucked. Yeah, I'm lucky because I know what it's like to be on that side. Yeah. And I understand. Without, without sports, and I, I understand. Yeah, and Same I understand thing. the struggle. Now, you're telling me, you know, I'm hearing things like, this guy was never really poor, and that kind of makes sense because I started noticing it in camp. I started noticing it in camp. The way he was treating people, I said, there's no way this guy was ever at the bottom because somebody was at the bottom. This well, is no yeah. way they talk down we'll to people like this. We'll take no a way beating. They treat like, I've seen Paddy Gallagher in the gym. And even take a beating. Yes. Even take a beating. Yes. fuck beat yes. Yes. Like, yes. And James we've getting beat been, up by a Russian number all, one. We've all been there. And just sitting there we've and going through it. We've all been there. But here's the thing. We, we, we've all been there at different points in our careers, but here's the thing. That's a big part of it. Yes, the fact that he's not willing to take a beating. Okay, because when you come from the bottom, a beating is nothing. A beating is nothing. Think about boxing is also been, different too. But it, it, it's different it's because you, it's different because you can't put somebody in the garden and relax. You can't mm. put somebody in the garden and rest. You get fucking hit. You gotta keep hit, You gotta keep hit, getting hit, and if you clinch and try to waste time, it gets broken up right away after a second, and you gotta keep back to punching. Yeah. You have no rest. You know you can't put somebody in the garden and try to rest. So you know it's gotta show a lot of character now. Yeah, you bring up that point. If somebody's been really at the bottom and poor, an ass whoop is not the worst thing in the world. But I was more so looking yeah, at it. it yeah. I was uh, I was more so looking at it the way he talks to people, the way he treats people. And I was looking at it in camp the way uh, he had the 
the other sparring partners treated until I was like, you know, this guy. I mean, for <laughs> me, for me, I can pick up and leave anytime I want to. I got money, you know. But I said, these a lot of these people need him, you know. Well, like, you experienced aside, it first time. Aside from, so. I fly from Artem and Jerry, who were like his, his official ball lickers. Like Artem licks Let's the right one, real, and, and Jerry licks the left one. They get if treated want, good, but if but you want to talk guys, about, it. but the other guys really didn't get treated the way they should have. And like I said. It makes sense now. Okay, right. It makes sense now. This guy was never, this whole food stamp, this whole bullshit he shows in this documentary about how he came from the bottom. Come on, bro. Listen, everybody who makes it like that deserves credit. Even Connor. Okay, he he, he decided to put a goal on his back and he, and he went for it. And God bless, he made it. But do not pretend you are somebody you are not. That is the biggest con artist. That's why it's the biggest con artist shit. And well, that's why it makes <laughs> sense. That's why it makes sense to me that he would bullshit about the whole sparring and the training camp and whatnot. Because it goes along the lines of who he is as a character. It's 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 a pattern. It's a character pattern that he has. He's a bullshit artist. You know, like granted, again, you can't take away from the hard work that he's done. You can't take away from the hard work that he guys got him here. You know, something yeah, got definitely. him here, right? Something got him here. But the character traits <laughs> they don't they're not surprising once you see that he was a bullshit artist in camp and the way he's talking down to people below him and all of a sudden I realized like alright this guy's number one he's a bullshit artist so now I gotta look at his whole story number two the way he's treating people that are way beneath him is way too much he's way too aloof for, to have been with somebody who's been at the bottom so now he's, the way he's treating these people so now this, his lies might go into the fact that of his backstory his lies definitely go to, into his backstory and I don't know you probably know better than me man alright well the, well the way I see a lot of stuff like like um, his father has a plumbing company oh yeah Tony Tony like obviously his father his father's a great guy you know mm -hmm. like I personally I don't know him there, there, there's a Twitter and I don't know that it's the, really the father who has a Twitter um, he puts father on there and, and it talks like it's, it's trolled me several times you know oh, right? but, just, I, but I won't I won't acknowledge it because I don't know if it's really Connor's father if I start getting into a into a, an argument with that guy I don't know if that's Connor's father or not you know what I mean well, the internet's a funny place yeah man. so that's why I never, <laughs> I never acknowledge it because I, I get everywhere. trolled by an, an account that's called Tony McGregor you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and I don't acknowledge it because it's like you know if I go I there, if I, I go there, it is go, not I as real. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't mess with somebody's family. Uh, somebody's yeah, family course, unless, unless they're messing <laughs> yeah. with you. But if Nobody, I don't know for sure that it's his family, then I, I won't touch it. You know? Nobody brings family into it. But at the end of the day, like, like looking back on on a lot of stuff you're saying about Dean, no, right? Well, Paddy Gallagher, obviously, he, you know, he was Dean's sparring partner for a long time. Mm -hmm. So like, fucking, I see Dean all the time. Whatever, we're far mm -hmm. out, mm -hmm. far out cousins, fucking talking away, mm -hmm. and then like. Yeah, you see all the stuff about Connor's dad, and whatever. But you know, I don't know him personally. Just as 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 you're as you're talking about there, and you know, at the end of the day, like there's obviously so so much. Um, there's so much difference between where I grew up and where he grew up. Um, you're from Belfast. He's yeah, from Dublin. Well, you know, and Belfast obviously had the IRA and all that other stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit different story. But like, you know, if you really want to like like dive deep into a lot of this stuff, you know. Um, I look at it as I, I like I owe the North of Ireland a lot just from sports and being selected for Commonwealth Games teams and going away and representing my country and being all on that stage and then being able to fight on that stage too, um, you know, as well, you know, like as I say, we go back to a lot of the promotions, especially. This is what like even seeing it back then, obviously a lot of people knew Connor was going to be big and all because he talked a lot and he would, you know, he was fucking he would talk a lot like that's it. Yeah, of course, character, everyone knew him like. You know, like, and he was always fucking a good person, and he, you know, back then, he's, and he's made it, and it's great, and it's fucking unreal, but you have to remember, like, nobody in the world is bigger than the sport, but the worst part 
about the way this whole thing has went. And I, I'll just say it, like, and it, it, it pisses a lot of people off. The fucking delusional fans. <laughs> like, to the point of where they're just fucking backwards. Like, he could shit on your doorstep. And you'd be like, here, mate, you're still a legend, I don't care. You can wipe shit all over my windows, but you're still a legend. Like, they'll say it smells like roses. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, give they'll me say, more. Hey, air fresh in my house. Yeah, oh my God, Jesus, fucking, you know, beating off the picture no, I see, of Connor, I know, like, I know, I know, it's, yeah, I know it's that on my timeline. And it's, it's great, like, and it's unreal, and it's fucking... The fucking but no like, human being should be worshipped like they're God either. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Like, you, know, like, you can be a fan. It's great if somebody, what they do in the, inside the ring or inside the octagon, or <laughs> on the field or on the pitch or whatever yeah. sport you love, but come on, man. You know, like, like you, yeah, have, you, you, get, you get a little too personal when it gets to the point of these guys' fans, dude. So it's, like it's like a cult, a, a cult, cult of people. Yeah, like fucking it is mad. But like, you know, I'm, I'm not here to badmouth anyone on Irish MMA in any way because everyone should be achieving and bringing the country up and that's what's important you know but like you know there comes a point where you're like what the fuck like <laughs> you know all right. well, is, he, is he opening doors for other fighters is he opening doors of for course. other mixed uh, well, martial artists the, pro- the issue that's, is that's what the important thing is if you're talking about Irish yeah MMA, exactly is he opening doors you he's know? opening doors for other people and it's fucking amazing especially for promot- promotions because promotions like it but the problem is is a lot of the doors that are being opened to some of the guys who like fuck me I turned pro in 2011 and what I'm fucking as a semi pro 3M1 1M1 as a pro and there's guys who have shitter records than me walking on Bellator cards from fucking SBG mm-hmm. like these boys weren't even fucking around in 2009 they mm-hmm. were like I don't know what the fuck they were doing playing Gaelic probably <laughs> you know now they see Connor on TV oh my god fucking give me a pair of green white and orange shorts let me start fighting alright mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. what fucking sport did you come from like Mm-hmm. Did you fucking achieve like in the international mm-hmm. level before you stepped into the cage? Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, boys converting from boxing all—it's great. It's great for the sport, but there comes a point where it's like, okay, you're from SBG and it's a fucking fantastic club. It has affiliations everywhere and great coaches, you know. And even even the club that I used to train in SBG Belfast, which was Centaur before then, was um. You know, I had a lot of guys coming out of there that fought on uh, a show that I'm going to bring up uh, right now, which is basically, like, where a lot of Connor's teammates came from. And um, a lot of people, like, on the European scene, international scene, all came up through this show. And you'll probably recognize a lot of these names, um, you know, that are all now, like, big names in MMA. Like, James Gallagher's one of them. <laughs> absolute legend. Props to James Gallagher. Fucking unreal from Straban. Absolute fucking legend came from fucking SBG fucking like he fucking has been fighting since he's 13 the man's been fighting since he was a kid like he's been fighting grown men since he was a kid he's like he's like I think he's like 18 amateur fights on his record at MMA you know in, in Ireland then obviously you know he, he's he's re- a really good prospect of John Cavanaugh that came into the the in, the international scene really well and then you have Artem obviously um, who was who was in Clan Wars a lot um, Charlie Ward, another guy, uh, who also just uh, won his last fight there against John Redmond and uh, Bellator, mm-hmm. I think. And um, obviously, well, I, when I fought for them was back in 2011, 2012. So you fought for the same team? Yeah, well, same organization. I had a three-fight contract with Clan Wars. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I fought some of the international fights against France, um, which were... Uh, there was a couple of international tournaments, and um, you know we all f- we all fought on those scenes. 
And um, another guy who's not getting recognised at all and deserves his props is Joe McCulgan from Belfast, who's a fucking legend also. And Duffy, no? Joe Duffy, yeah. Well, Joe Duffy, I don't think Joe Duffy ever fought in Clan Wars. He came through Cage Wars. Oh, okay. Um, but um, Joe McCulgan, like, he, he beat Peter Queeley, who's one of Connor's teammates. And, like, Peter Queeley's, like, he's good and all, like, but... Joe beat the fucking piss out of him on fucking Cage Warriors. Like, embarrassed him. John. And, like, Joe, Joe McCulgan. Unbelievable. Absolute legend. He's another boy who grew up, like, uh, in Belfast, like, fucking... And, he, like, he's south down and stuff. He was, I was always around him. Joe's a really nice guy. Humble as fuck. Not getting his props. Not getting what he deserves. People know him as the SBG hunter. He's got fucking... Like, a bunch of heads that he's collected. Just SBG guys that he's all beat. Like, you know? He's calling out Dylan Dennis. Like oh, all the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dylan is uh, the guy on Connor's team, right? Yeah, well, he's from New York, Dylan Dennis. He's a jujitsu guy. I think he's in Jersey. I don't right? think he's ever fought MMA, but I think, I think he's, he's in from New Jersey. My brother, uh, my brother knows him from his uh, jujitsu school. Oh okay. Yeah, oh yeah, your brother does jujitsu. Yeah, my brother's done. Uh, uh, but my brother's done it for a while. Oh brother, shit, yeah, lethal. Brother, yeah. You didn't know yeah. that? Fu- no, fuck, I didn't. I didn't, even, I didn't even know he. I didn't even know he had a brother. <laughs> fucking Connor knew. Fucking Connor said in an interview, mentioned my brother. I'm like, how's this fucking stalker bastard <laughs> mention my brother Jesus. and know that he's a brown belt in jujitsu? It's crazy. Your brother's brown belt in jujitsu. Yeah, with Marcelo Garcia. Yeah. Holy shit. You know Marcelo? Oh, Marcelo Garcia. The, in the city, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beast. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Is he good? He's good then. Fucking hell. Well, Nasty. Say, yeah. I'm fuck. I'm only a blue belt. Like I'm like as I say, <laughs> fucking jujitsu. I, I'm, I'm, I love jujitsu. Have respect for it. Like you know, but my brother didn't doesn't pursue a mother because he's married with two kids. You know, he's a working yeah. man. You know, but my brother, she, my brother has a, a different she life. Would have been a black belt by now. If my Jesus. brother has a different life, you know, he's probably competes. Been a brown belt competes for four years. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a he's because Marcelo doesn't give uh, belts very Hell easily. No. He won't he's give belts very easily. So he'll make instructor. you. So if you don't if you're not up there putting in the time, he won't. Yeah, my brother my just hasn't. Time, my definitely. brother hasn't been able to put in the time since having the kids and whatnot. It's it's been tough. So That's you know, so he got stuck at a brown belt, but he still trains. He still trains. He must be good then. If yeah. He's fucking not. Well, as I say, like you know. When you're going off on on you know on to, towards that subject, like obviously, you know, and I say this all the time, records are for fucking DJs. I don't know what you think. <laughs> like Bottom line is like you know your three and ones are pro, one and ones are pro, whatever. Whatever your record is, cage time's important and stuff. You know, even concussions also play into a factor. You don't want to get hit. You want to get in there and get the fuck out of there and get paid. Yeah. And that's it. Like like you don't want to hang around. But um. But does does Connor actually? mentor anyone does he help anyone? coach anyone I, honestly I don't really know like I know that um, obviously a lot of people look up to him for, yeah That's what I mean. and like, so. how many conversations so. have you had with young fighters where mm. you know you helped them out in some way or just trying to give them the best advice you could mm. People have asked you, oh, you watch me spar, what do you mm-hmm. think? And I of just course, wonder like, if well, no, he does, like, he definitely, like, uh, he get, he gives a fuck about a lot of the guys he fights oh, with okay. and trains with, you know. Like, well, I would say really, the number one really, guy. He's really good to Artem. I mean, really, he's yeah, well, good. Artem's, I mean, Artem's been through wars, like, Artem's been through wars, he's been all over, like, That's Artem's, punchy bag. Artem's, yeah. he's, Artem's a legend, like, he really is, like, I think he's a really good person from, like, from the dealings I've had with him. I don't know what dealings you have with him. That's a different story. Like honestly, you know. in camp, he was very respectful. When I was in camp, he was very respectful. As soon as I left, he started uh, backhanding everything. Obviously, 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 his loyalty is to Connor. Well, um, but he can. Um, he could have easily not lied either. You know what I'm saying? I, what but, lie but of course, well, I'm, I lied about the way the sparring went. Of course, you know what I mean. He's gonna sit there talking about how the, you know he's he's gonna get Connor's back. He doesn't want to make Connor a liar out of Connor. You know so. 
He's mm. like I said, the the last video they just came out with showed exactly how unconcussed I was. I don't know why they even put. Yeah, were well, you rock like what's the crack? I don't. I don't, I don't even, here's the thing, right? I don't even know everyone. I don't because after at the end of the last highlight video they put out, you see me and Connor having words at the end of the sparring. But yeah, we're, but we're joking around. Mm. How concussed do I really look? You don't so look like, fucked. Neither, but here, but it, well, I was, it was just a joking matter. As a matter of fact, after that sparring, I thought me and Connor were gonna get along. You know, we went at it. It was good. I was like, all right, let's put this all behind this. You know what I mean? The way a lot of people probably look at that at home mm. is as in like like this is what I was really surprised by. Obviously the videos mm. came out and all that shit whatever mm. you saw on social media. I was really surprised by Brandon Chubb but then I was like, What the fuck? Is he not your mate? I was like, Is he not your friend? And then he's well obviously he, he like basically jerks wait, off wait. to Connor on a daily basis. But like, you know, like is he not your mate? Like fucking, and well, it's I, like well, he puts I, well, it. Well, I was on the tour with Brendan. That's where I mm. met him, and he was. We seemed come off. We came off really cool, but you know, I, I don't know Brendan. Like he came to Dublin like, and all, and did a comedy yeah. show. Like he seems cool and all, like, but you know, like fucking, I just don't want you to turn around and start talking about like, okay, fucking, Paulie's my mate, blah blah blah. I love both of them, and fucking. Just uh, playing the innocent card, like well, you know, like you're either on one side well, or you're well, not. Like, well, maybe Brendan was probably caught in the middle, but I think I mean I think there's probably more allegiance to Connor. I don't even think it really has to do with allegiance, honestly. Just mm. put out. The, my problem is this: it's not about allegiance. It's about I know what's on that video. Just put well, out. Yeah. The, if you put out. If you put out the whole video, you don't have to have an allegiance <laughs> to anybody. You can make up your mind yourself. You <laughs> I don't know? understand. And, why and if he's no not putting out the video, you kind of, if you have any common sense, you kind of know why. You know, like. Yeah. There has to be some sort of truth I'll, told. You know, like, that, he's, like, like out like, of all the highlights he has, he probably has, I'd say, maybe two, three more punches he can show. I mean, that's he's got nothing left. So I'm gonna. That's why I just keep going because I'm daring him to put yeah. out everything. He doesn't have anything left. There's maybe one or two shots left in the whole like farm what, that he landed. What you see you on know, Twitter, what that. you see on Twitter, and all is people trolling you like fucking going, "This cunt's a parrot." Like mm -hmm. he won't shut up. Like, but the thing is, this cunt's talking for a reason. And I'm I'm speaking to the Irish public. Irish public boxers, whatever. There's a reason this fucker's a two-time world champion, like. And I think I speak for any athlete in any sport. With, and, and you know no, with is, regards Adam, to MMA, I know right? it is, Adam. I fought the best boxers in the world. My schedule was not easy, man. I fought the best See, boxers of my generation in the world. Like a lot of box, a lot of top boxers don't fight the level of fighters that I fought. You know what I mean? Like I fought all of them, man. You know what I mean? So that's why it was so hard to respect this guy. You know what I mean? I've seen some real deal fighters, punchers, hard boxers. You know, like the, the fact that he got like, the fact that he got offended when I said he wasn't a big puncher. I mean, you gotta be a real. There's a there's a lot of girl qualities in that. You know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of a lot of of moodiness to that. You know what I mean? A lot of egomania. It's it's that's very feminine. You know what I'm saying? Very like, insecure. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, because I didn't think you were a big puncher, but if. You know what it is, Adam? I wouldn't have never had to field those questions if he hadn't put out the first picture on Instagram after our first boxing, you know? Because, Why did that happen? Because he put out who the first... Put, who put pictures up? I don't oh, even know oh, who Connor put them up. I'll show, actually, I'll show you on my TL. First yeah, one was I'll, him with his hands behind his back, right? That was the I'm, first I'm going to show you what I'm going to show you right now, and everybody home can't see this. Connor DM'd me the day before he put out the pictures of me on the canvas. Because I talked to him the day before and I said, Connor, listen. Because what a lot no, of people. Because everybody, everybody knew in that sparring. No, you know nobody a lot went of people down. Heard? A lot of people heard you were rolling into the ring. You weren't even knocked. Like, apparently, you were just getting in under the ring ropes. That's what I heard. I swear to God. No, no, no. It was a. It was a. It was a I wasn't though. knocked. That was a legit slip. I wasn't knocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but I'll tell you and what. And to be really as well, the person who's taking the photos, right? This is what really fucked me off. But you can tell. No, as an Irish person, that we cunt Gingerbeard. 
right? Mm-hmm. Is an amateur fighter, never fought pro, went to IAMMFs, I, 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 I think mm-hmm. he meddled, mm-hmm. and he's just a fucking wee cunt. Like, I'd love to strangle him. No offense. But here's Made a, a shirt right there, honestly. But here's the if thing. I see you on the street, I'm going to fucking empty it. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Who is that? <laughs> the boy that took the photos. Oh, but yeah, listen, the he's photos. He's a fucking woof. The like, photos. The, man, he, he's, he only started MMA, like, I think maybe 2013. But the photos. It, it, he's it, a fucking tube. But, he, right but here's the thing: the photos, it's it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the photo, he's he's there. He's been hired to take photos, right? Well, yeah, obviously. You, but, but you can tell in the video, Col- nobody reacts. Nobody reacts. Colin Byrne, Colin the, the boy who's hired to take photos for him, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you something as well: Colin Byrne is a fucking legend and mm-hmm. a gentleman, bald headed guy. You probably saw him. He's fucking normal as fuck, humble as fuck. Been involved in martial arts for years, has his own club and stuff. Like he's a fucking nice guy, mm-hmm. but it. You know, you got a mix of people in every crowd. Unfortunately, well, you know. Well, here's um, the thing: the, the the day the day after we sparred, I didn't see Connor. You know, um, but I told them after the sparring in the locker room because we were getting along. I thought we, I thought that was it. You buried the hatchet, whatever. As you can see, the little exchange we had in the highlight video where we're talking it was whatever. You know, it was it was like everything was tongue in cheek, joking around. Messy. Obviously, their ego. So the next morning, he didn't put out the picture until two days later. Me on the campus. But I told him in the locker room, I said, hey, Connor, listen, um, I don't want to field all these questions about you, like the ones about your power and all that, because he had put out a picture two weeks before. Well, after you're probably going to get tortured so said, by the media. So I said, Connor, don't put out any more pictures. And he and he didn't say no. He was like, I, I don't know. Like I was like, this fucking asshole. I was like, unbelievable. So what happens? That's <laughs> it. I don't see him. I go I go back to the house and whatever. The next day, I don't see him because I don't. it wasn't a sparring day. I wake up in the morning and he sends me this picture on my DM. Look, this is my, this is my, my Twitter DM. Oh, no, no caption. He sent them. This is before he made them public. You know, right. like as so you can see, that's a, that's a DM from who? Who's that? Who's that DM from? Oh shit! All right. The DM well, is it's from got the official take beside it. But who manages that, that account? It, is it fucking it's, head it's management? It's him. It's, it, he you sent sure me that him? picture. Yeah, he sent me that picture. Come on. Who's gonna send me? Who's gonna send you the the picture on your DMs from his from his account? You know. So I wrote him back. I said, Hey, nice one. I said, Funny enough, um, you know. For the, what you, reason though would you do that? Well, I think in the moment. Here's what I thought in the moment. It's lack of respect for <laughs> athletes. No, Adam, I didn't even take it as lack of respect. Here's what I thought. Because when we left the gym the night before, we were kind of cool. You know, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, like it was a ne- nice ego-driven sparring hard work. Well, whatever. Look at what, it was cool. But look at what Brandon Schaub said about you. He's but, like, oh, he's bringing Paulie in to beat the fuck out of him but I, because of what Paulie said about him. And that's I, far enough. But here's the thing. But, here's but, the, I got to understand, Adam, a, yeah. all sparring and boxing is hard balls to the wall. I've been in training camps a million times, man. Yeah. I've been in with world champions. Every sparring I get into, I get into it knowing you're gonna try to fuck me up right now. So if you if you raise the stakes, I'm gonna raise the stakes. We're gonna go at it as far as you want to go. You know what I mean? I was never the kind of person that was a bully. Where if somebody well, wasn't as good as me, I would try to kill them. I but I was always the kind that. of person. If you try to take my head off, yo, we're going at it. Okay. And so I always expect that until you don't do it. You know what I mean? I you always go in expecting the most intensity from a person. You know? So so the whole of bringing Paulie in and beat the shit out of him didn't phase me because I've been mm-hmm. in sparrings with much better fighters than him who were trying to do the same thing to me. So well, it, if you look it, at the, that you, was never if you look at the actual UFC um, embedded episode or whatever it was mm-hmm. before that fight like you can actually see fucking the boys picking you up at the airport or whatever and then you walk over and you're nice and shake hands like yeah respectful and then what well, is all his camera like no because like I said I had been even Paddy Gallagher said to me right and mm-hmm. I, I fucking remember saying this to him and I was like because here's another issue obviously with me as a fucking MMA fighter like as, an, as, as, a, as a pro looking at it and going right that's that's that and that's that People who are reading into this bullshit and a lot of the fucking delusional fuckers 
a pro boxer, for example, who's being trained by Ricky Hatton, Sonny Upton, Sonny Upton. An example, mm-hmm. right? Sonny turns around, fucking dicked out in McGregor gear, covered in fucking, like, looks like a McGregor store, just shit all over him. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, fucking, uh, fucking Connor this, whatever. All right, so fair enough. Respect. Fucking Patty is like to me, I'm like, Patty, I need his number. He's just called me a cunt because he said something to me on social media. I was like, mate, honestly, you're a boxer or whatever. Optin. I'm an MMA fighter. Do whatever you want. The bottom line is you want to keep going like that. You're 69 fucking kilos. I will fucking blast double <laughs> you and fucking elbow the face of you. What happened? What did but he say? He just started, talk, he started talking shit to me on um, Instagram and DM. What, and was you, like, what was his problem? He was just like, you're fucking, what the fuck do you know about boxing and all this shit? I'm like, fair well, enough. What, what did he say about boxing? I don't understand. Well, what he's was like, his I, point he's he was like, making? Basically, I don't know shit about boxing, so I, I have no right to comment on it. Well, fair wait, enough. Well, about what did you comment, though? What, what was about, your comment? Basically, about the whole fucking truth about oh, the sponsor. Oh, 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 he was getting Connors back. Yeah. Oh, even so, though he's a boxer. Yeah. He said he's covered in everything. Oh, of course, Connor. you can he's, be covered in everything, Connor, but of course, oh, you know, if you're a boxer, you kind of common sense should tell you both sides of it, you know? He was completely decked out in McGregor gear. Like, yeah, he was fucking pulling the big green shaft. You're right there. <laughs> well that's what he's doing in the background yeah. I can see it so fucking alright grand whatever mate that's fine but like the bottom line is like you're saying this and you're saying that to me and that, that's grand but Paddy turns around to me and I'm like Paddy give me his number and Paddy's like I was like he blocked me on fucking Instagram like why did he block me what the fuck am I gonna do come after you like what the fuck so but, and he's fucking English too he's an English accent and he lives in Ireland like mate you're about as Irish as my fucking brown shite like <laughs> so fucking I'm like alright right, whatever and Paddy I'm like Paddy give me his number he's like I, I can't get it for you it's like, but I'm not gonna do anything I'm fucking I'm yeah. in America like who cares yeah. um, so whatever blah 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 and um, that all happened and then you know obviously he had fucking and he posted everyone posted the video like obviously mm-hmm. the whole of Ireland posted it of course don't fuck with fucking this boy because he's beating up two time world champions in his back garden alright mm-hmm. great Okay, we all got it. Like, so you know what I mean. He, he's amazing. Everyone knows it. Class. Like, fucking, we all have respect for him. Um, so it keeps going and going and going, and then um, obviously you're showing <coughs> you're showing me those messages or whatever. Which yeah, are from- and that was a picture the day before he released them publicly. So. That's what I was going to say, Adam. When he sent that to me, I didn't take it as a disrespect. I thought maybe he was no. saying. I thought he was. I thought maybe he was saying, you know what. I didn't make it public. I have these photos, but I didn't yeah. make them public. But as you can see from the message I wrote to him, I said it wouldn't count. Too bad those have to count as. Too bad those have to count as uh, you, a punch actually has to land for them to count as knockdowns anyway. This isn't yeah. MMA where just you going down counts for something. You know what well, I'm saying? Like you got to be punched down. When you look so, at that too, like obviously. But but that was it, and, and that was how it ended. I didn't see him that day. That day I didn't even go to the gym. I remember I went to hang out with Frank Mir at his uh, at his jujitsu gym where he trains. You know Frank Mir. Legend. You know I went to hang out with Frank and and Angelo Reyes, uh, the, the, his uh, striking Frank coach. You know so so fucking pioneer uh, of the sport. Yeah, no, Frank's great. I, I think he's fighting uh, Fader actually. I think he's fighting. I really, yeah. So so I mean regardless. It, it didn't even like phase me like, I was like whatever you know what I mean it was good sparring the day before and that was it you know Connor sent me this picture I didn't know how to take it but I didn't take it in a negative way I said alright he's showing me he has a picture that he could easily spin it in a different with direction honestly if you showed me is the fact that he showed me that picture the fact that he showed me that picture did make me think well he was gonna actually use this as a knockdown because yeah, he knows it's not a knockdown he knows it's not a knockdown I mean, it's just clickbait it, mate that's all it is Adam 
sparring knockdowns are so rare. You have headgears. You have yeah. you have uh, bigger gloves on. You know how hard you have to punch to get score a knockdown Especially in sparring. Especially with headgear, big like, time. You know, the top like, of the head like, usually. He, it's usually my, the top of the head. He, he, well, he doesn't. Some of it is I saw Paddy Gallagher knock down James Byrne. Yeah, yeah. With a shot. This is like three. In my in my entire life, in my entire life, I've probably scored about three <laughs> knockdowns in sparring and probably been knocked down three, four well, times. Right? In my whole twenty years, and Connor, the, not one of them. Like what I'm talking about, legit knockdowns. I remember, not, not, I remember, not I remember seeing it. And mm-hmm. uh, well, James is 121 11, four times Irish champion, mm-hmm. and Paddy knocked him down with an overhand right, but I hit him on the top of the head mm-hmm. where the headgear isn't protecting him. Uh, yeah. it, it, I've never Listen, seen James go down, but he went down on one knee. In thousands of rounds sparring, it can happen here and there. You know, it's very rare though, because you think about in a career how many thousands of rounds you spar. It's crazy. This outright bum was going to come in in his first boxing training camp. He's going to score knockdowns against champions. Mm-hmm. Like you outright bum. The fact that you even thought think people would believe this, and they do. Amazingly, they do. Of course but they the do. fact that that you outright you are an outright bum. The fact that you thought you were going to come into your first boxing training camp and start knocking people down, let alone champions down. You outright bum. You live in a in La La Land. Your fans live in La La Land because, like I said, I mean, championship level fighters do camps and camps and camps. No knockdowns happen. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's so rare in sparring well, and in boxing. Yeah, that's a, well. From uh, as I say, I can't really speak on a boxing perspective because I'm not I'm not au fait or, or as qualified as you are to speak about it. But like, if I talk about previous MMA training camps and sparring, like from what I went through, like. Honestly, I do not believe in heavy sparring. I never have. Technical sparring is good. Mm-hmm. Reason I don't believe in it is because I got caught with a hook kick when I first came to the States. Well, I'm sure it's hard in mixed martial arts, right? Well, yeah, it's well, hard, exactly, harder to spar hard in mixed martial arts. You got knees and kicks, right? Yeah, it's well, you get caught with some dumb fuck fucking throws a hook kick and you walk into it. Like, I got caught in the chin and knocked out cold in the gym one day. And, like, it's it's part of it, but at the same time. And also, time, you don't want to get cut. And knees and kicks are yeah, going to cut you a lot more. Cut, than, I feel like mixed martial arts have a lot more blood, but boxing is a lot more brain trauma. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like so you don't want to get caught cut but also in the gym getting, getting hit by a punching specialist be to, you, is worse. Yeah, because than it's anything. consistent. It's because it's consistent. But it's you because mean? they know how to plant their feet and yeah. throw their weight into their yeah. punch. Like yeah. Mayweather's pull too. But hold it. fucking that would knock most most guys out but, yeah. in MMA. But, but Adam, I'm sure you'll believe you'll understand this. I I I feel like striking sports or striking combat striking is always more dangerous you know at the end of the day mixed martial arts you can get in the guard you can roll around a little bit and kill time and no, yeah, you can. there's no kick doubt bo- about kick it boxing Muay Thai yeah. boxing all sports people die in all sports people uh, die in well look at what happened This mixed is the, martial arts I'm sure it happens here just died but, this week but striking all striking sports the tra- the brain trauma is just too much you're well, gonna have death you're this gonna is, have this is what life brings, changing this is what brings me on to an important point and I, I think that you've got a lot of you've got a lot of good points there in terms of this whole thing with fucking Bellator two weeks ago you probably saw yeah, it yeah when jumping in the cage yeah, alright a lot of people are talking to me, like a lot of people are talking to me about it but there, there's pros and cons to it right and the way I see a lot of it is okay the cons fuck me the cunt slapped an official right, like yeah. who the fuck like what alright he's trying to push you off the cage <laughs> him. he kept them for pushing him off the cage mate get the fuck off me you cunt whack Fair enough. Okay, yeah. understandable. Well, he's above. If he's above the MMA, that's well, what you said. It is I feel like hear me out. Hear me out here, because the, the points are different. Um, obviously, Daggy Larkin has refed fucking four of my fights. And the referee know, in that fight, Mark Goddard, it's a mm-hmm. friend of his. Mm-hmm. Daggy Larkin's one of the best referees in Ireland mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. far, legend. Um, he comes from I am um, I'm a, I am a gym, which mm-hmm. is Norman Park's gym. Um, really good fighter, absolute fucking gentleman. <laughs> like just 
all around good person. And like, obviously, you have you know the cons of it. Like, your man fucking Missouli, the ABC president. Like, fuck me. Like, he's he's serious shit. Like, mm-hmm. and he's in charge of Bellator. Like, he's been doing this shit twenty years. You mm-hmm. don't fuck around with him. Like, yeah. I, I fucking wouldn't. Like, I'd be you out of the sport. You'd be done. Like, yeah. forget about even wanting to fucking be involved. He's also not a cornerman, so he's not licensed. <laughs> So he's not there to be in the corner, like, and that's, you know, I've cornered guys at local shows and stuff, and, you know, you just do what the referee tells you, he's there to control what's going on, and, you know, obviously, he shoved the ref into an unconscious fighter who'd just been concussed, uh, which is fucking, what the fuck, like, you know. Well, you don't think that's somebody thinks they're above the sport? Well, you shouldn't that, be attending that, to that, the, the injured fighter, yes, you shouldn't. The, this is the, this, obviously, he got clipped and whatever, and, like, you know, Charlie's what, Charlie's what, 36? Um... You know, and fucking he gets hit, and fucking, you know, at the end of the day, like, Connor obviously just didn't want that to happen again, because he saw what Charlie went through, and that's what I think, that's mm-hmm. one of my opinions on it, but also the cons to it are, when you push a referee, that's just like, what yeah, well, the he fuck, was in there look there, at what Dan Hardy said about it, his apology was a shit sandwich. Dan because, Hardy said because he, didn't, he got in there and he went to he went to hug his friend he wasn't looking out he wasn't trying to save him but he went in there looking to jump all over his friend right he was trying to take the spotlight you could you could tell if it was if it was about somebody's safety he would have been yeah. in there differently he went in there jumped he all said, over yeah. his friend that's a, that's like, a good point like the, no, he, like, you can tell by the reaction he gave when like he got in the cage you know? it, was, yeah. it was it was it was it had nothing to do with safety because he went in there jumped all over his friend basically looking for the center of attention like, I, I don't know I, and I, that I was, like, and that I was it, pushing the ref yeah when the guy was like on the stool I thought he took away the, the, the moment from his friend actually well, Charlie you know man, Charlie's a legend Charlie fought in Clan Wars too I fucking won, love Charlie Ward the kid that won. Had, yeah, yeah. Mate, everyone I thought that was Charlie's moment you know he's what I'm a saying? hard cunt the Charlie's a respectable man he's a fucking you know his father's a respectable man from what I've heard and like you know it is what it is but it's an unfortunate incident but at the same time like you know like it's a sport and you have to look at it as like you know there's rules to be followed and that, that is the bottom line like you know the fucking rules that are to be followed like I thought like as a person who has competed and looking at it I was like, I was like Connor's gonna put a video out here and apologise to everyone he's gonna like talk to people but it was like a statement and it looked like it had been written by yeah, written for somebody written by somebody yeah, yeah like you know like well I tell you my, my interactions with him forget about it upsets the, me like forget about inside the ring there's no humility in this guy and like I said for that there has to be some for sort that, some, for that some there is this is somebody that has never really been to the bottom to understand that and that's why I, I can I, I can I can read people bro I'm from Brooklyn bro I can read people his coach Owen Roddy he's a tough fucking cunt I'll tell you that right now like for a fact he's from Ballymun yeah that I'm man sure. is fucking like he you wouldn't fuck with him Owen Roddy's a legend but um, yeah, like fucking obviously, you know, you, there is you, you can see a lot of things there from being in, interacting with Connor a lot and stuff. Um, but like looking at it from Belfast's point of view, like obviously the troubles and there's internment and there's riots, you know, and like me, like Charlie Ward's an example of a fucking rough cunt. He would be able to walk into a gypsy camp and be accepted, mm-hmm. you know, like. I don't that's really not, that's not really a lot of that's trait a lot of people can pull off yeah mate like Charlie Ward telling you like he's one boy I would never fuck with but um look uh, you know coming back to the point of like what you're saying and stuff about um you know like the whole thing with the the people around him right this is this is the biggest this is the biggest thing that I like I would want to state especially for you 
Look at the fucking clickbait of that uh, video of you in that media scrum with what? There's what, like four million people or something saw that mm-hmm. thing? Like, yeah. All right. you. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. You walked over to talk to him, right? No, I what walked... What was the story I, that I, day? I, what I, happened? I walked over to listen to some of his answers for the media because I was working for Sky. So I, I, could, right, I, okay. I had to try to get something from his interviews, but I didn't want to take the center of attention because I didn't want that to happen. I had to listen to his interviews because afterwards we were going to do a report for Sky Sports. Okay. So I had to know what he was talking about. I had to know what, what he had said and we had to discuss that. So I had to give myself, I had to put myself in that vicinity to listen to him. I saw uh, Ari, who is uh, his manager. Yeah, what's so his I tried, I tried to go talk to him because I he we had had a pretty decent conversation after our spar that they told you after we sparred that night, everybody got along pretty well. So I tried to talk to him and he kind of, you know, kind of... Uh, he made the scene. He started the scene, and from oh, there, so he started. From there, when he started the scene, Connor turned around, and then me and him, Connor, got face to face. You know, what was, did he say? He said because uh, I wanted to talk to the audience and say, "Hey, listen, man, let's talk side man to man." You know, oh, I wanted to was trying to pull him aside. Yeah, because I didn't want to take away the the attention from Connor. He was doing the the interview, so I, said, I was trying to take Adi uh, aside and just talk to him man to man about what happened and whatnot. And I was basically telling him like yeah, I wasn't right, you know. And he was like, "Oh no, hey, Paulie, no, no, you didn't listen to the NDA. You messed what up." Is the NDA? The was NDA is like you can't non non disclosure. Like you can't talk about the okay. sparring. I didn't talk about anything until afterwards, you know. Yeah. So. Plus, well, he put, obviously, plus, he so, put out, plus he put out pictures. Yeah, so, you know, people are going to ask me questions, yeah, you know? Well, Go put out pictures. If somebody's putting pictures of you up in a vulnerable position. You're sparring with Paulie Malinaji. People are going to, the media's going to call me if pictures like that come out yeah. with me. I'm sorry. You're not sparring with Tina Bradley or, or everybody else that yeah. you had in your camp. You know, nobody nobody's going to talk to them about the, about the sparring. People are going to ask me about the sparring if they see pictures with me. So, so if you, you want to talk about NDA, you like, can't the put out pictures of me like that. The thing is, yeah, you're putting pictures out on to someone's so reputation yeah but it That's wasn't even that so I, I well yeah. it's your reputation you have to maintain your reputation it doesn't cares, matter man. like who the people, fuck wants to be put in a fucking people are fickle anyway no, no, it's not no, about but that like who, mate, but who wants to be put in a picture looking looking bad in a spar fair but, enough like, course, but anyway what I, bottom line is I was basically telling him I wanted to take him aside and instead he made a scene he got loud and yeah. I at that point I realized man this guy wants oh. the attention more than Connor because then once he got loud Connor listened Connor heard it, Connor heard it all the media turned around and saw me there and Connor God forbid he doesn't get the center of attention now he got in my face yeah. so then we were face to face you know it kind of happened that way you know um, it wasn't the intended so you just start, started having a go with him so then we started having a go back and forth yeah. of course you know and before we got separated you know well the, if you watch the actual video the manager pulls him away like, and he's like yeah and the cop cunt. pulled me he's away he's like yeah. let, walk like cause I think that he's probably like this is fucking shit the truth gonna be told here take him out of here however this is right if you look at an Irish person who's watching that video, right? Because mm-hmm. so, so much shit was saw in that video. And I remember getting messages going, Paulie Malinaji is a stalker. Like, what? I mean, he's just t- trying to fucking speak to somebody to tell the truth. truth. No, but However, in that moment, I was listening for Sky Sports. And yeah, I was trying to listen here's to what the thing. Here's the thing. Like, this is what the point I'm getting to, mate. This mm-hmm. is what I'm looking at in terms of mm-hmm. your, your, like, you know, your specifics in terms of, obviously, you've been fucking put in a bad light or whatever. And that's fucked up. However... This is when you look at that video, and this is the point that I'm going to make, and this is the one of the things that honestly will make me fucking go nuts on the street if I see these two. You have one boy in that video. You obviously got Jerry talking to you, going, "Get away, Paulie! You had your shit, your chance, mate." Number one, Jerry's not Jerry. What the fuck are you, mate? You're not even a fighter. You get fucking emptied in the street. You're a poof. Let's be real. Number one. Number two, you have Lee Dumphy, who's fucking that Mac Life manager cunt. He's putting his finger in your face with his fucking cue ball head. He looks like he's Down syndrome. Oh, fucking <laughs> mate, get the fuck out of here. You've never fought in your life. You'd probably run a mile if you fucking saw a punch coming. Like, he's a fu- <laughs> you're from fucking Dublin, you wee poof. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like those people, 
are the most embarrassing people to our country. Like, it's like, mate, I'm ashamed you're even holding up the tricolour. Because my uncle's fought for something real. What the fuck are you fighting for? Like, you're a wee cunt. Like, get the fuck mm. out of here. You're a little R- rat. The riding coattails. Yeah, pretty right. much. And then you have fucking... Obviously, you have Audie and whatever he said to you, but, like... And I'll tell you right now, like, I have no, <laughs> no problem with those cunts. Like, you see them on the street running around Connor, <laughs> mate, I happily slap the fucking head of them. Like, oh, my God. It's just... It's embarrassing because that shit is creating more people. <laughs> yeah, of course. That are fucking following, like... Like, they have, like, 20, 30,000 people, like, probably looking at their stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking great. I'm, like... I'm fucking <laughs> running around behind Conor McGregor sucking his dick. It's fucking fantastic. Well, you know but what, the thing is, like, them boys are just, like... They're bad ambassadors of Irish yeah. people. And, like, the thing is, like, the likes of Paddy Gallagher and all the pro boxers, they all know this. And they they all look at it and go, like, these fucking wankers, like, are, like, basically ruining our name on the international stage. You know, and, like, <laughs> I hate the curse or whatever, but the truth has to be told, like, you know, and I'm sure this, the, the, they'll have to release the sparring footage at some stage, unless, unless you end up fighting them. And you know what the crack will be if you end up fighting them, because you've got... And Dino spoke to me about it, and Dino was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking, I'll be like, I'll be training with Paulie. <laughs> it is what it is." Yeah, but the day that day's end, I, I some find of the country is completely I find, split. Like, I find it. Oh, you I know, mean, a I, lot of the northern boys are split too. I some of them are like, "Oh, he's a wanker." Some of them are like, "No, he's not a wanker." Like, because people know the truth. Listen, man, my reputation precedes me. Anybody well, that's, that's met the most me precedes me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, I know. One thing about notice about Connor, you have to kiss his ass, otherwise he doesn't treat you good. And I'm not one of the ass kissers. Mm-hmm. If you're either kissing his ass like a fanboy, or you're making money with him like a business partner, then he loves you. Anybody well, I've else? Never experienced looks, anybody else? He looks down upon that. So I've I'm never not, experienced that. Like I look at it as okay, it's good for Irish MMA or whatever. But the thing is, the truth has to be told. Like you know, and in terms of like, it's the same thing as I would say it right now. Like, you know, people can tarnish their name and say stuff or whatever. But like I'd be looking at it as like, okay, is it good publicity or not for the fighter? You know, yeah. like, that's what's important, like, you know, in, in terms of, like, if you were to say to me, oh, you know, what what way are you looking at your career in the future and whatever, like, you know, am I looking at, an, like, riding some of these coattails? No, like... Of course. Yeah, I'm going to probably fight one more time, hopefully on a bigger show, like, on a prelim, like Bellator, and that's all I want to do, but I'm not going to use somebody else's fucking fame to get there. Of course, but that's that's what I noticed. Because it's not earned, and that's it's not real. That's what I noticed in it's camp. A lot, a lot of people are jumping on that. Obviously, Artem jumps on that. Even Tiernan jumps on that. I mean, a, a lot of people jumped on that. But that's fine. You know what? To me, that that shows me the character of a man. You're willing to bring up your own. You're willing to bring up your own. Make your own road, or you're looking to ride off somebody else's road. Everybody's their own man. You know, I mean, everybody has their own character, and we'll see what what kind of balls everybody else has. And the thing, the the end thing of the day, is, he's not like. He obviously, he's not from like. It's, you know. I'm saying as a person from the north, like, you know, and I should be impartial, but I'm not. In this instance, I'm, I'm not being impartial on it. Like, I disagree with the dishonesty, and it's fucking, it's a joke. Well, at day's end, I know one thing. He's got no footage left, maybe one or two more shots at most. Um, at the end, so I'm going to keep shitting on him because I know there's 36 <laughs> minutes. I, I know there's 36 minutes out there, and, and in total, he may have about 20, 25 seconds. You know, so far, he's showing about eight, nine seconds total because he, most of them are repeat highlights. Just tell so the I truth, know, lads. I know, 30, I know you have 36 minutes there of ass whooping you caught, and I'm going to keep talking because I know you have nothing left. The, so truth, you keep gonna, trying, the truth has to come out. And now I know you have nothing left. And I'm going to get hated so for this. So when you have nothing you know left, bring it on. I'm going to keep shitting on you. You want to see me in the street and talk about it in the sweat? <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> we can take a walk I'm around the corner. Boxer. 
sure. <laughs> and that's the magic hour for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Probably a magic two hours at this point, right? But the magic, magic, magic hour days. and a half. The magic three days. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Later. <laughs>